This is the Formation Lab. Welcome one, welcome all to a special episode of the Formation Lab. My name's Luke. Tim is not here right now. He'll be back with our normal episode, but that's okay because I have replaced him with a very, very special guest, a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver. He is the rookie of the year in 2021. He's the driver of the number 42 Chevy Silverado for Nice Motorsports, and he is making his first ever race in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs. I'm joined by Carson Hosevar. I had the opportunity to talk to him about 20 minutes ago right before his first playoff race the formation lab all right well i'm here with carson hosevar carson you're 18 years old you're rookie of the year in the nascar camping world truck series your first round of the playoffs is coming up tomorrow you have to be kind of sitting on top of the world how are you feeling right now i feel really good really excited luke um it's uh surreal so far but uh you know jobs basically just getting started you know first race of the playoffs i feel really good start six so um you know i think we have a lot of momentum and and this team's very capable of winning races and and you know a win changes our whole season and punches our way to the next round you mentioned you start sixth this is one of those weekends you, you know no qualifying no practice you basically just get in the truck and race uh do you like that or is it a little bit more nerve wracking? Uh, I mean, I, I like it in the sense that, uh, you know, I'll take six any day of the week as a starting spot, but uh, I wish we had practice more than anything, but I think our stuff is, is really good at these next three racetracks that um, our stuff's good enough that uh, I don't want anybody else to catch up. You know, I don't want yeah. them to, I want them to be guessing, but when we get to the second round, uh, Vegas, we struggled um, earlier this year. That's probably the number one uh, track that I'm kind of worried about in, in that sense. I wish we had practice again, but uh, you know, hopefully we, we, we hit on all cylinders. So I want to take you back to 2019 for a second, because 2019 uh, was kind of an interesting year for me personally at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I had just interviewed Jordan Anderson on the Thursday prior to the race. Uh, I go over to the track. I catch the ARCA race, and you were in that ARCA race. If I remember right, you finished fifth, and I think Ty Gibbs won that one. Then just a couple, a few weeks later, you were doing your truck debut uh, at Eldora in Jordan Anderson's car. To me, that feels like it was just yesterday. Does it feel like uh, you've come a long way in a short time to you? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um, so it's crazy to think about that. It's working on two years um, that, that, that happened. You know, I didn't, didn't know anything that deal with Jordan and the truck came together really quickly and really late. And, and that's, it's really what jump started um, my career was was running with Jordan. He was in the same shop with Nice Motorsports and got to learn those guys. And they they saw the potential in me. And when I drove Jordan's truck twice at uh, Eldora and Phoenix, and and that's really what led to you know the relationship I had with them going into the part time season. So you you did race in ARCA before. I know you've raced Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, before. You've raced this track twice now do you feel like you kind of know the track or is it still one of those where you'd still like more time on it no i mean i feel like it's especially based off all the tracks i've been to this year i feel like i'm a seasoned veteran at this track you know it's somewhere i'm going to the third time uh you know versus you know 85 percent of the schedule i've never even seen before mm-hmm. um 
so it's 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 cool for sure and and more than anything and not even just this track all the playoff tracks uh i've been to before so this is uh you know the perfect uh you know playoff schedule i guess in, in that sense so the playoff schedule works you know in your advantage in that way does that calm you a little bit i have to imagine you're a little nervous going into the playoffs but does that put your mind at ease to know like hey i've been everywhere here before yeah my i mean my confidence is at an all-time high going to these next three racetracks um they're all tracks i think we could win and you know i know i have to be as aggressive as possible and be 110 percent and be up on the wheel and and we can make it happen um it's you know, it's, this is, this is definitely the three races that, uh, you know, I want to win more than anything. I want to, I want to get that first win. It's been way too long. And, you know, I feel like it's been sort of a long time coming with a few shots at it already this year. So uh, just want to get the monkey off my back and, and win that race and get Nice Motorsports back in victory lane and, and the playoff system will take care of itself. You mentioned kind of your confidence at an all-time high. Your last race wasn't a bad day over at the start of August. You uh, grabbed a top 10 spot and kind of a rain-shortened day over at the Glen. You know, top 10, uh, not a terrible day at the office. Do you kind of want to carry that momentum over or at the start of the playoffs? You're going back to ovals. Do you just want to kind of put that behind you and focus on a new race? I mean, I think our, our confidence is, is – or momentum, I should say, is 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 rolling. I think – you know, Watkins Glen, we had a truck that could have won and run up front. Um, we had a mechanical issue that really changed the handling of our, of our car. And um, I went from leading to almost spinning out and fell back and, and just got bad lane on the last restart and then blew the bus stop just trying too hard. But um, yeah, we I mean, we drove past Austin Hill uh, right before we had that issue. Like, he was standing still. I don't know if he was saving or not. You know, you never know. But uh, we definitely could have contended more than we did. But, uh, you know, a top 10 day, even with a mechanical failure, uh, is is a good day. So you are recording. You're recording this. Uh, you're on me with Zoom for all of our listeners. Uh, you're in your apartment, right? And that is. Yeah. Yeah. You're not in St. Louis now, despite the race being a little over 24 hours from now. What does your day look like? Uh, what's your you know time look like between now and uh, the race tomorrow night? Uh, flying in in the morning, um, you know, without practice and, you know, gates open late. You know, it's it's Nice Motorsports is trying to save money all, every way they can. So, uh, you know, it's just easier to, to fly in, uh, get to the racetrack, um, you know, go through tech and then get in race and then fly right back, um, you know, after no hotels or anything or no gas or anything. So it's actually cheaper to fly private with all the other teams um, on, on victory air. So, you know, last year uh, was a little bit of an odd year this year. You have that kind of, you know, thing making maybe for some odd race weekends. Is it nice to, you know, come with the knowledge that, Hey, you know, I've been racing in front of fans all year. Uh, playoffs are here. I'm in it. Fans are here. Uh, NASCAR has new restrictions, but still, it's got to be nice, you know, being able to be back in front of fans this year. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, you, you every race car driver thrives on on fans, and and we're all athletes, and and all have egos that uh, you know. When we win, we want to burn it down in front of the crowd and get out and hear the cheers. You know, it's. Uh, it's a lot less underwhelming when when there's no cheers and you're just celebrating to empty bleachers. 
Maybe that's why. Uh, maybe that's why you know you don't have that uh, that win yet. You don't have the monkey off your back because you're like, you know what? It, it might be sweeter to do it in front of you know a packed house at you know maybe Worldwide Technology Raceway. Yeah, we're gonna use that excuse <laughs> if, uh, when that happens. Yeah. So a busy day tomorrow for fans. I know the ticket sales are doing uh, really well over at Worldwide Technology Raceway. You can get your tickets at wwtraceway.com. Uh, but it's a busy day on the track too. Uh, you guys will have support races from Indy Lights, Indy Pro Two Thousands. I mean, I've been I was looking at the schedule and Friday's busy, Saturday's busier. But do you expect the track to kind of be in an interesting uh, shape? with all of the racing that's going to happen before the race? I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I don't think anybody really does. Um, you know, I've never had Indy cars. I don't even know what, uh, Indy lights have for rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Arca car to truck combo was always maybe just a touch slicker, but it never really was big. So, I mean, rubber's rubber, so I imagine it won't be uh, too different. And more than anything, PJ1 not being on the racetrack really doesn't throw a wrench in it. Um, you know, I think everybody's going to kind of know what they they got, or at least it's going to be similar to everybody's idea and and um, not be too big of a challenge, not, you know, have anything out of the ordinary to make it, you know, really free or really loose and, and have people out of control really early. So... I, it wouldn't be an a, a interview about, you know, you racing at Worldwide Technology Raceway if I didn't ask about the track. Everybody, you know, is it's infamous for being uh, fairly unique. Like, what are your impressions on the track? How do you like racing at Worldwide Technology Raceway? Uh, I mean, it's really fun. It was my favorite racetrack. Um, when I ran ARCA, you know, if I had to pick a certain racetrack, um, you know, that was, that was my favorite in ARCA car. And it's just so fast. Uh, I mean, I got asked a question earlier this week if there's anywhere I could pull that, you know, a race is similar to this and has similar corners to this, and it really couldn't think of any. Um, it's it's very one in, in itself. Um, you know, one and two are very, very different and very unique, and, and the super long straightaways keeps the speeds up. Um, you know, three and four, you can almost, uh, you know, thread the, you know, wide open a little bit, especially in qualifying, you know, real quick off the throttle and then back in it where we're three and four you're hard on the brakes and then shifting down and shifting back up it's um it's definitely uh very very unique especially you know long straightaways too um you know draft even comes into effect draft coming into effect on a short track you don't hear that very often uh so the the playoffs start tomorrow, right? We've we've kind of talked about that. I want to know, just from your perspective, do you treat this like a normal race? You said you're aggressive, but when you're actually in the car, uh, do you think it's the playoffs, I have to make this move, or do you just kind of let the race come to you and race it like any other race? I mean, I think I'm just going into it like, like any other race. Um, you know, I'm going to try and be as aggressive as possible and, and, try, and, and try and win, um, you know, try and be that guy, you know, up front racing for the win. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, I can't, uh, I don't want to overextend myself. You know, if I'm running third, I'm not going to try and throw away a really good day, which is, you know, kind of been the plan all year, or at least how I've, I've kind of taken it, you know, trying not to overextend and tear up trucks and, and just try and save them and, and take the day we got and maybe get a spot. But uh, if they make a mistake, but not try and get two or three more spots, mm-hmm by, um, you know, trying to throw some bonsai move last corner, last lap for, for third, you know, 
I have to compliment that too because there's a lot of drivers your age, young drivers who come into races and they just, you know, they get in a position like that and they drive, you know, maybe not angry, but they drive in passion. So it's refreshing to hear somebody uh, your age come in and just be like, you know, hey, P3, position three is still a really good day at the racetrack. Let's not get, you know, too crazy and throw away a good day. Yeah, I mean, Meese Motorsports isn't isn't big money budgeted. You know, we can't tear up trucks every week or at least, um, you know, have to rear clip them. And, and that gets us behind, too. Um, you know, if we run run third, you know, obviously, if I got a shot to win, you know, I'm going to try and do everything I can. But if it's uh, if it's not there, that extra point isn't worth, you know, throwing away 30 points and, and a torn up race truck. Well, I think that's all I have for you. I want to officially uh, give you a warning real quick is that uh, is that we've our past two drivers uh, we've interviewed. We we have either a really good record or a really bad record. All right. We we booked Simon Pagino uh, in, you know, right before he got pulled at the Indy 500 and then he won the Indy 500. So if you take a victory tomorrow, we'll expect something in the mail. Just want to throw that out there. Okay, <laughs> but uh, we also interviewed Jordan Anderson in 2019, and uh, I believe he had a brake issue uh, right before the race. So, uh, if that happens, it, it was absolutely not our fault. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you got this politician stuff down. Yeah. If, it, if it's good, you can thank us. If not, we didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, yep. But uh, we really do. We want to wish you the absolute uh, best of luck tomorrow uh, at the Worldwide Technology at the race at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. The Formation Lap with Luke and Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, Carson Hosevar. I'd like to thank everybody at the track. John Bishi. I'd like to thank Michelle from Nice Motorsports as well as Nice Motorsports as a whole. Obviously, I'd like to thank Carson Hosevar for his time. Don't worry, we will be back at our normal bat time and our same bat channel. We will have a review of the Bomberito 500 weekend, including the Toyota 200 presented by CK Power at WWT Raceway. We'll have some special guests. We'll have some audio. Should be an awesome, awesome time this weekend. I can't wait for it. So without anything else to say, I've been Luke. Thanks for joining us on a short but special edition episode of the Formation Lap. We'll be back, like I said, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll catch you guys on the flippity. 